If the Lions don't get a quarterback early, who's going to be left later on as a developmental guy? We'll discuss today. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Matt Derry with you. It is Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network on a Wednesday, April 5th and a Thursday, April 6th. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, thanks for subscribing and watching us for free each and every day on the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Coming up on the show today, as I said in my little open there and little tease, quarterbacks. Everybody's talking about the big names, Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, even Hendon Hooker's name has come up. But who could be there for the Lions a little bit later on if this organization finally drafts and stashes a young developmental quarterback, maybe in the later rounds? We'll get into that today coming up on Locked On Lions. Also today, a mock draft from our friends at the Draft Network uh, that came out today. Uh, Damian Parson, who uh, writes uh, for the Draft Network and also is the co-host of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, uh, had his latest mock. We will read that off for you today and react to that. Also, football in 12 days at Ford Field. Um, I think I've got that right in terms of the amount of days, but the USFL is coming. Um, And coming soon, in a couple of weeks, to Ford Field. The Michigan Panthers are back. And I just, I, I, I got a little bit of news on it. And I just want to ask a question to the audience. We'll do that coming up today as well here on Lockdown Lions. Follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and at Lockdown Lions. If you're on Facebook, the Matt Dairy fan page is there where we post the podcast every day. And again, salute to everybody watching on the Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. Please subscribe and uh, comment and to watch us each and every day. All right, so the obvious question is going to be, going into this draft, not about 6 and 18 and, and, and 48 and 55. All the, It's great that the Lions have four of the first 50-plus picks and five in the first 82, and um, uh, they can continue to add. But what everybody wants to talk about, and that's what they're talking about in New York with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. It's what they're talking about in Tennessee with the rumors of them moving up to three. It's what they're talking about uh, uh, um, in in Seattle. It's what they're talking about in Houston. It's what they're talking about um, in Indianapolis. And, and of course, it's what they're talking about in Carolina. It's quarterback. The Detroit Lions have a good one. All right, Jared Goff has played well the last couple of years, and now you can describe him, you can label him as a good quarterback. Guy went to the Pro Bowl this year, led the team to nine wins, played much better than he had played in his first year with a team, and he's under contract for two more years. That's not the debate. All right, Dan Campbell has said it publicly. Brad Holmes, the general manager, has said it publicly. They've got their guy. But in the long term, is he the guy? And would the Lions at number six, if an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis is there, would the Lions dip their toe into that quarterback pool and take somebody as a luxury pick that early in the draft? That's a big question. Brad Holmes is keeping his his, his uh, cards, you know, close, uh, close to the vest or whatever. He has made the point publicly 
They've got to improve improve that quarterback room. They like Nate Sudfeld. They brought him back, at least for right now, if the season were starting today, which it's not, he would be the backup quarterback. But what about a young guy? What about a developmental quarterback? And I was on DetroitLions.com today, and I saw Mike O'Hara uh, wrote a piece about, you know, just five quarterbacks that could interest the Lions, and he mentioned Stroud and, and certainly Young, you know, and, and guys like that, and certainly Anthony Richardson. But he also mentioned uh, Aiden O'Connell from Purdue uh, and Tanner McKee from Stanford. Now, we've seen O'Connell play. He's solid, veteran guy that, that is, he's not 20, all right? Aiden O'Connell is a very good passer at Purdue, Played in the Big Ten Championship game for the Boilermakers against Michigan. Solid, not spectacular. Had a nice college career, but probably going to take some time before he's a starter in the NFL. Tanner McKee out of Stanford is somebody that Pro Football Focus believes is a lock, fifth best quarterback in this uh, class after Young, after Levis, after Stroud, and after Richardson. Now, there's a drop-off. I'll give you an example. Pro Football Focus on their big board has Bryce Young ranked number one, the best player in this draft. They've got Will Levis on their big board ranked fourth, which is way too high in my mind. C.J. Stroud, fifth. Anthony Richardson, sixth. All right? In terms of their draft guide, their player rankings, et cetera. And this is just one man's opinion, Mike Renner, our buddy at PFF. But at number 37, 50 slots higher than Hendon Hooker, is Tanner McKee from Stanford. I'm going to tell you a little bit about him because I watched a little uh, some YouTube clips today. First of all, Stanford won three games this past year. Stan- Tanner McKee was running for his life. They were not a good football team. Program has gone downhill the last few years. And it's not the same program, obviously, that Jim Harbaugh had de- a decade and a half ago. Uh, but Tanner McKee can play. He looks tough. He stands in there. He's... He's got some tools. And PFF and Mike Renner write, quote, McKee is already well-equipped to operate an NFL offense given what he was asked to do at Stanford. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the class, and he pairs that ability with lightning-quick processing. McKee's career time to throw at Stanford was a swift 2.49 seconds. And again, he had to get rid of the football because Stanford sucked. The offensive line was not good. They had some injuries last year, and... You know, in the Pac-12, they just didn't have a chance. All right, the USC's, the UCLA's were just superior teams. But I like what I see on tape from Tanner McKee. The question is, will he last? Will he be a second-round pick, a third-round pick? Uh, that type of thing when it comes to this draft. Hendon Hooker comes in uh, sixth-best quarterback from PFF. And then you've got Dorian Thompson-Robinson from UCLA. I know I read uh, Mike Payton, I think it was at Pride of Detroit, wrote about him the other day. Uh, Jake Hayner from Fresno State, Clayton Toon from Houston, and then Stetson Bennett, who was recently arrested down in uh, Athens, Georgia, for I think public intoxication or something, uh, comes in at number 10. But McKee is somebody to watch. The question is, the Lions have to have some scouts or some people in their front office that have taken a closer look than any of us at these quarterbacks, because we've all seen... Levis play, Richardson play, Stroud play, Hooker play, and Hendon Hooker's come back from a torn ACL, and of course Bryce Young. But not many of us are, are staying up real late for Pac-12 after dark and watching Tanner McKee on the Pac-12 network at 10.30 at night uh, on a bad team. 
but he's definitely somebody to watch. He's intriguing. Uh, we'll need some time and certainly we'll be holding a clipboard for the first couple of years, but it's a name to watch. Hendon Hooker, I think, is really, really good. But again, Hendon Hooker didn't get to be really, really good until the last couple of years when Josh Heupel took over at Tennessee. And that was a system down there. We saw Joe Milton have some success. Yeah, that Joe Milton have some success due to the system that Josh Heupel put in. Now, Hooker's coming back from a torn ACL. The Tennessee offense was just very, very gimmicky. Men in motion, bubble screens, double passes. Um, it was wild. But again, Hendon Hooker is 25 years old and coming off of a torn ACL. I don't know if that's something the Lions are going to explore. But again, they can because Jared Goff's not going anywhere. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I mentioned before, Hayner, Toon, Bennett. And of course, we saw Aiden O'Connell um, written up uh, by Mike O'Hara. Those are just some names to keep in mind. I think like Aiden O'Connell in the fifth round late um, where you can get him and develop him, you know is going to come in and work hard. Um, a captain at Purdue, like was the face of the franchise there at a basketball school, albeit they always flame out in the NCAA tournament, but that's another time, for another topic for another time. But that's another name to watch. It's it's somebody that's got good size. O'Connell's almost like built like a lineman, the way you see him back there with those giant shoulder pads, but not going to run, not going to be explosive. And that will keep him from being, I mean, he may end up going sixth round, seventh round. Um, this day and age of quarterbacks, move, scramble, escape, the Justin Fields of the world and stuff like that. And I'm not so sure that, that's, you know, Aiden O'Connell can move a little bit, but it's just a name to keep in mind. But those are some of the guys um, that are out there. But definitely keep an eye on Tanner McKee. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in Allen Park and know what they think about him. All right, coming up next, uh, we got a mock for you that we want to talk about from the Draft Network. And here we are, folks. Baseball is in full swing. You got NBA playoffs coming up. You got NHL playoffs coming up. No better place for all the action and betting on the action than at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel, uh, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything. All right? We mentioned yesterday, FanDuel's got the Lions over under at 9.5 wins. Put some money down on that right now at FanDuel.com slash locked on you get that uh, no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join fanduel today again fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up make every moment more with fanduel it's a wednesday edition of a lockdown lions if you miss brad spielberger from monday please go back and uh, check that out again thanks for watching us for free and subscribing on the Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. Uh, I'm rocking a sweater today, but it's hot outside. It's like 70 degrees. It's crazy. I mean, it's been raining every day for the last two weeks, it seems like, but um, there you go. All right, so we love mock drafts. We talked about Todd McShay's a two-round mock yesterday with the Iowa guys, um, Laporta and Campbell going to Detroit in that uh, mock draft. So an interesting one. Um, today from our friend uh, Darian Parson 
who writes for the uh, draftnetwork.com, uh, Damian Parson, excuse me, hey, sorry, Damian, and also uh, the Locked on NFL Draft podcast, where he is the co-host. He's got Carolina taking C.J. Stroud. This came out today at the, at the draftnetwork.com. Bryce Young going number two to Houston. Will Anderson, number three to Arizona. Colts get Anthony Richardson at four. Seahawks take Jalen Carter. I've started to see, and anybody else has been noticing this, uh, I've started to see um, more Jalen Carter hype this week than two weeks ago when everybody was saying, uh, teams aren't touching him. Todd McShay said yesterday, no, Jalen Carter will not, NOT, not fall out of the first round or out of the top 10, excuse me, regardless of his off-field problems and being out of shape right now. In this mock draft, Jalen Carter would go number five to the Seahawks. At number six, the Lions, um, according to Damian, would take Tyree Wilson, just like we saw yesterday, edge from Texas Tech. Damian writes, quote, Tyree Wilson may have the highest ceiling of all the edge defenders due to his physical build and athletic gifts. I love the idea of adding him to juice up the Lions' run defense and pass rush. Facing Wilson, a line inside of Aiden Hutchinson should give offensive coordinators a lot to think about for the game week. So despite some injury concerns, despite dropping in some other mock drafts, the last two days we have seen an edge, Texas Tech's Tyree Wilson, mocked to Detroit. Again, would the Lions take another edge in the top five? They did last year with Aiden Hutchinson. What about all the guys they're bringing back? Kaminsky, Okwara, Okwara, Harris, Houston, Hutchinson, Pascal can play a little bit inside, outside. Is that a position now of strength? And would they use the number six pick on an edge? Uh, Tyree Wilson to me, and I say this, said this yesterday, I'll say it again, seems like the safe play. And we know this, Brad Holmes loves defensive linemen and he loves edge rushers and i think that that would be a safe pick uh will levis would go seven in this mock draft to the raiders christian gonzalez eight to atlanta miles murphy nine to the bears and nolan smith the edge from georgia 10 to philadelphia fast forward down to number 18 and the lions were at devin witherspoon's pro day today dre bly was there uh witherspoon going 16 to the commanders joey porter 17 to the steelers and the Lions at 18 in this mock draft from the Draft Network and Damian Parson would take Deontay Banks, the cornerback from Maryland. Quote, defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn needs as much help as possible. The defensive secondary needs a boost, and Deontay Banks is a great fit. Banks has the height, weight, and explosiveness to live on an island at the NFL level. End quote. Now, in this mock draft, Pete Skaronsky goes 19, the next pick, the tackle from Northwestern. Um, to Tampa Bay. If Pete Skaronsky is there at 18, I'm not taking Deontay Banks. And don't get me wrong, I like Banks. And, you know, it's been talked about that come next season, the only cornerbacks under contract are Cam Sutton and, um, oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden on the seventh round pick, uh, and, and, and Lucas. All right, so... Those would be the only two guys, Sutton and Lucas, uh, under contract. Emmanuel Mosey's on a one-year deal. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's on a one-year deal. Will Harris is on a one-year deal. Jerry Jacobs becomes a free agent after next year. Uh, Jeff Okuda could be let go if they don't pick up his fifth-year option, which they won't. So he would be um, 
uh, un, uh, unrestricted free agents. So Chase Lucas and uh, Cameron Sutton would be the only Lion cornerbacks under contract in 2024. But I just don't see Detroit going corner anymore because they're loaded there. Now, you can never have enough corners. I get that. But right now, like Okuda, who was the number three overall pick just years ago, and they're still high on, at least they say, is really your number six cornerback right now behind Sutton, Mosley, Johnson, Jacobs, and Harris. Will Harris, they love. And in a tight spot right now, I think they'd put Will Harris on the field before they put Jeff Okuda on the field. That's just me. So Pete Skaronsky is there at 19, at 18. I would take him, and that could be your future. Left tackle, left guard, right guard. From Northwestern. If he, I would be stunned if he slid all the way to number 19 like he does uh, in this mock draft. Um, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but this is also a, uh, a two-round mock, and he's got uh, the Lions at 49, taking Sam Laporta, the tight end from Iowa. And then at 55, uh, 56, Jack Campbell. He's got the Lions making a trade. Or, uh, excuse me. The Lions taking Jack Campbell, the linebacker from Iowa. So yesterday we saw Campbell and Laporta. Today we see Campbell and Laporta, although flip-flopped from McShay's mock draft. So two days in a row, we're seeing the Lions taking Sam Laporta, the tight end from Iowa, and Jack Campbell, the linebacker from Iowa. Very interesting. Uh, we're going to have USFL football coming up here in a couple of weeks at Ford Field. All right, so I want to talk about this for a second. The Michigan Panthers are back. This is not the days of Bobby Bear and games at Pontiac Silverdome and <coughs> Anthony Carter. I mean, the Michigan Panthers were... For some people, I mean, Art Regner, my very, very old friend from WDFN, the Red Wings, was like a, still a diehard Michigan Panther fan and has been Lions free forever. But they're going to be playing in a few weeks down at Ford Field. Last year they played, what, down in South Carolina, North Carolina, something like that. Um, the whole league was down in one place. Uh, excuse me, Alabama. Now there are some teams going to be hosting some games in the line. Uh, the, Ford Field will be the host to Michigan Panther football. Number one, is anybody paying attention? And are people going to go down to, I haven't heard a, a, much buzz about the Michigan Panthers, but are people going to go down to watch USFL football? I saw tickets as low as 10 bucks. Are people going? Um, I don't know any of the players yet. I haven't seen really any stories about this yet, um, but I'll have to check it out. And uh, the Panthers are going to be on the radio. Um WJR 760 is uh, the radio home of the Michigan Panthers. So if you're driving anywhere, you're going to hear these games because that's a monster signal. Uh, the former home of the Lions is now the radio home of the Michigan Panthers. Um, um, so Chris Renwick, who I don't know, uh, and he's the voice of Sienna Heights that works at WJR, is going to be doing the play-by-play. And former Michigan State Spartan running back, J.U. Colcrick. Yes, a J.U. Colcrick sighting uh, is going to be doing the analyst work on the Michigan Panther broadcast on WJR. I guess Mark Hollis, the former Michigan State Athletic Director, has a Sunday show over there and has some pull at WJR. Hence why I think Colcrick is the uh, um, radio analyst 
but those games are on WJR. So new broadcast team. I've never heard Chris Renwick. I don't know who that is. Um, I don't know if he's a uh, a GOP or like a lot of the WJR st- air staff. Uh, and it's going to be uh, um, talking politics. I hope not. But Renwick and Colcrick is your uh, radio broadcast team um, for Michigan Panther football. So. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it on this show because you're Lions fans, but I'm just I'm curious if people are going to go down to the games and get a little spring football in. All right, uh, thanks for checking us out here. This has been a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.